Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, The Dirty Jobs, written by Quarange Juice. Lady Thresselus haughtily stepped into the meeting room high above the main floor of the Star Gardens. All around, out a 360-degree window, civilians and military flyers buzzed above the green expanse, going to and fro on the colossal space station. Restless took a seat across from the unreadable human ambassador. What a joke, this meeting, the serfs of the expanse calling a noble to a meeting like they were uh, equals. What disrespect. Her bodyguards took up positions around the room and the human leaned forward, steepling his hands to the table. Lady Thresselus, he started, I have come here today to request an emancipation of humanity, Estelacy and the Ritzvi, from our status as second-class citizens within the Tala Expanse. My group, the Coalition for Freedom, which includes in its membership over 80,000 non-humans, 2,000 of those members, Tala, such as yourselves, has drafted these documents as an appeal to the Armed Expanse Constitution. We have filed the proper forms. Threstless stood up, outraged. You presume to separate yourselves from the Expanse. You are lucky to be serfs of the Expanse, for I Empire would eat you as often as they set you to work. The Vitali Corporation would work you to death in the factories. The, the human held up his hand in a placating gesture. We do not wish to secede, merely be given full status as citizens under the law. Listen here, human. Threstless hissed. I came to this meeting because I thought it might be amusing to watch you struggle and to find the words to your argument in a sluggish brain. I did not come here to be interrupted and condescended to by a human. The human's eyes went steady. And I did not come here to be interrupted or condescended by you, lady. He presented two packets of paper, my copy of the propositions for the amendments to the expense of courts of government, and your copy. I would request you read through them and consider signing. Restless took the packet violently, reading through it with disdain, raises like rights of swift and fair trial, and right to congregate freely made her stomach churn. She completed the document and set it down. You wish to emancipate you from serfdom with no remuneration, she said with a sneer. What can you offer in return for your release? What power do you think you wield, human? The ambassador opened his mouth, but Threstless cut him off. None! You have none! No right, serf! I could have you thrown from this tower to serve an insult that this appeal represents. The human's voice took on a cold tone, a fast creeping on steel. No, you couldn't. Threstless scoffed. Of course I could. I am a noble of the expanse, and I could order anything. The human smiled, a terrible predator smile. Of course, um, you could order it, but who would carry out the order? My security team. Who are 
Bristless Blanche, the very human security team were all wearing the same smile as the ambassador. She no longer felt very secure. If you rebel, the expensive soldiers will come down upon you. Do you know any Talar soldiers? Several generals, commanders, commodores. I said soldiers, not officers. Thresslis's eyes widened. She stood. Where do all the rulers trace their power to, Lady Thresslis? Thresslis's eyes darted around the room, looking for any avenue of escape. I can tell you, the will of the people. Thresslis made for the door, but a security officer blocked it. Blackable. Without soldiers, a general wields no power. Without police, no law must be followed. Without builders, no construction. I could go on, but I feel I've made my point. Without the will of humanity, the expense has no power. You have leaned so heavily on us for so long. If we pull our support, you shall fall in an instant. Now, I implore you. He gestured to her copy of the appeal. Numbly, she sat and signed. End of story. Story number two. After action report written by Vincia Ortmariah. Admiral Velaxen sat behind his desk, his mandibles clicking as he dictated his lady log. When his secretary buzzed the inter-office communicator, Commodore Rishout is here to see you, sir. Send him in, the admiral responded brusquely. The Commodore was still young, outrageously young in fact, for the position that he had occupied. However, even his most ardent rivals could not deny that the young Revulian was one of the most competent offers ever produced by the Imperial Navy. Balaxon leaned back in his chair, always happy to speak with the young protege. Today proved to be different. The Commodore was plainly nervous, the spines along his back twitching and the undulating restlessly as he stood before his superior. The Admiral broke the silence first. How did your expedition of the new frontier go? Any incidents? It was a sore point. A few cruiser groups had been lost, pushing back the boundaries of the Imperial space in the last few cycles. To be expected, but Van Exen was not eager to explain to his superiors at Admiralty Headquarters the loss of further ships and crews. We discovered a trading port, a station orbiting a gas giant manned by a sapient species that named themselves uh, Terrans. We proceeded in formation and sent the usual terms of surrender as per regulations. The Commodore was choosing his words very carefully, clearly, and attempting to gloss over some irregularity. They responded with hostility, I presume. Did you suffer any losses? Black interjected, attempting to prod the utter depths of the event to discover the impropriety that he was sure existed. No, sir, they surrendered immediately. They had little in the way of weapons, and once we disabled their sentry satellites, they were helpless. Rashad answered promptly. So, uh, no losses then? Balak pressed on relentlessly. We lost one light cruiser and one-third of the expedition's personnel, and one-third of the expedition's personnel are not accounted for at present time. The Commodore answered with military efficiency. Vanexen turned green with confusion. A ship being lost was a relatively normal occurrence. However, it was highly irregular to sustain such heavy casualties with the ship still intact. How did you lose an entire ship and a third of your crewmen, many of whom were not on said ship to the station that had surrendered? Rashat looked pensive for a moment and apparently decided the only way was through. 
You see, sir, when they agreed to surrender, I and many of my captains went aboard the station to accept their terms. The station's governor invited our crews to a banquet to celebrate their exclusion into our empire. I granted leave to my captains and many of my crew. The Terrans provided us with a beverage they called wine, sir, which was evidently comprised of consumable form of alcohol. After the dinner, the governor introduced us to traditional Terran pastime known as poker, which is a game of chance. I must have suffered a head injury at some point because I don't remember what happened after that. My captains informed me that I was initially quite successful at the game of poker before my luck turned suddenly. Evidently, in an attempt to recoup my losses, I wagered the terms of surrender and had lost. A captain of a light cruiser suffered a similar fate against one of the minor dignitaries of the station, losing his ship during the game. We were not able to find all our men as we left the station, and the ship that had been lost in the game was gone from the hangar when we left. Valaxen sat there in stunned silence, staring blankly in utter confusion at his subordinate. Finally, he managed to speak. What is the name of the station? The Bacchanal Hotel and Casino, sir, Rashad answered quickly. The station's governor also gave me a message to pass on, sir. Well, let's hear it, Vanixen said wearily. He said, um, the house always wins, sir. End of story. Story number three. Anything can be a weapon. Bottle cap, written by Dynamire. Gravra was sitting behind the counter, pondering how slow business had been lately when a diminutive Greek Greeback entered through the front door. It slowly walked up to the counter, obviously scared of the large being peering menacingly as he approached, and meekly asked, I, I, I need a weapon to, to kill a Vastin. A Vastin, huh? What is the acceptable collateral damage? Oh, 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 there cannot be any. Can you afford a battle fleet to take on one with the ships? No. Then there is no way I know of to kill one, not without making a big mess. I need help. This bastard is a pirate and he's terrorizing my customers and ruining my business. Call the Federation for help. I have, but they will not send a fleet out to my sector for a single Vastin, since my depot is the only thing around other than automated mining systems. The transport ships all have insurance that covers piracy, so I'm the only one affected. I'll tell you what, I'll put you in touch with someone who can recommend a human assassin guild and see if they can help us. After the crackback thanks him and leaves, Gravra thinks to himself, This is why business is slow. You have gotten soft. Just sell him a gun. He shoots the Vastin and the Vastin kills him. And you made some money. Easy. But no, you have to have a heart. And I need to find a new line of work. A few calls later. You have to kill a Vastin without any collateral damage. Are you nuts? You know they are from the metal world. Very little organics. Their scales are composed of tungsten osmium alloy and they line their entire body, even their insides. Their skeleton is titanium lattice. They are impervious to fire, electricity and plasma. Unless you're willing to take out a small country, what you want is impossible. I thought you humans could kill anything. We can kill it, just not without a lot of damage or a battle fleet to take it out into space. 
You were my last hope. This Vastin pirate is terrorizing my customers, robs them of the cargo that they are transporting, taking fuel without paying. Everyone has started avoiding my sector, and my business and my family are suffering because of it. The Greeback whined, nearly coming to tears. All right, listen, I'll give you the number to call. Tell them that I gave you to you and that you have a challenge for them. If there is anyone that can do it, it's this group. Thank you very much. Another call and explanation later. You pose an interesting challenge. Let us do some research and think about it, and we will get back to you. The group spent two days researching the Vastin, looking for any weakness that they could exploit before they found one and called the Grepek back. We will take the job, make one million credit donation to our toe tag charity and cover expenses, and we'll have a deal. Fair enough. What is this charity? Tributary of Earth's Terran Assassin Guild, Roan, and provides subsidiaries to help individuals affected by our work. When will it be done? You will know when it's over. We will contact you then. Thank you. The guild members pondered the problem and decided that Aileen was the best of the skilled leader to take care of the Vastin. Aileen was five foot nothing, typical fiery Irish redhead that was the meanest guild member when she was drinking. She bartered her way to the depot, working as a crew member to keep the expenses down, and arrived after a couple weeks. She entered the depot, a typical truck stop-like place for spaceships with facilities for transferring loads, and made her way to the restaurant area. She scoped up the place until she decided on a spot that would give her a good view of both entrances. She ordered a coffee and waited. She wouldn't have to wait long, three coffees before the Vastin showed up and immediately started making demands of the other patrons. As she watched, she pulled out a bottle of human beer, twisted the top off and took a swig, waiting until the time was right. When it had approached close enough, she downed the rest of the beer and slammed the bottle on the table and yelled, Hey! Ugly! The Vastin turned, looking at her opened his mouth to say something back, and, with a quick flick of her fingers and wrist, sent the bottle cap seeding through the air, right into his gaping maw and directly into the air hole at the back of his throat. As he inhaled to speak, the bottle cap was sucked down into its airway and wedged itself, blocking the airflow. The Vastin tried to exhale to remove the blockage, but the cap was riches caught in the scales and would not dislodged. As it struggled to breathe, it tried to reach out and clear the obstruction, but it was unable to reach far enough in. As panic started setting in, it started clawing at the back of its throat, ripping out scales and eventually chunks of what passed for flesh. But it was too late and it fell over dead, landing on the table with several chairs. By the time the Grebek came out of his hiding place in the kitchen, the Vestin was dead and the assassin was nowhere to be found. When the carcass had been removed and the mess cleaned up, the Grebek received a call from the guild. We've completed the job and have taken the Vastin ship as an additional compensation. The expenses amounted to 500 credits. 500 credits? The Grebek replied, surprised it was so little. Yeah, a bottle of earth beer is hard to come by this far out, but... Uh, since the table and a couple of chairs were destroyed, and there was supposed to be no collateral damage, we will deduct the replacement costs from the expenses, making it 300 credits. We appreciate the business and the challenge, and if you ever need us again, give us a call. I will. Thank you very much. End 
of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.